0: activity time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Grabbing the Brisket podcast. Today, we have a true legend in the world of barbecue joining us. Please welcome in Byron Chisholm, the creator of the iconic Bad Byron butt rub seasoning. Byron's journey from barbecue enthusiast to seasoning extraordinaire began with a spark of inspiration and a burning passion for the art of barbecue. We're going to learn a lot more about this from him. We here. are. It's. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you were fixing to tell the story, but I, don't, I think he probably knows I, it better. I think we're like a little bit of a prelude, like a. a is that what a, that was? A, Yeah, an intro, yeah. like a, it's like a prequel. Right? Prelude is that what you said? Ooh, Jesus, John, man, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we got Byron coming up in just a few short minutes. Uh, John, how's the week been? Busy. Busy. Been been
1: working again, and been working on. Uh, I think we. I don't know if we talked about this before, but my kid's working on building a lemonade trailer so well when i say my kid i mean me uh, mm-hmm. my dad was here the week before helped me with it all week but this week's just been me and me so yeah it's uh it's rough yeah. it's like 400 degrees outside so
0: yeah not to make the uh, light or joke of a just a serious situation but those guys that are um lost in the submarine they probably could have used your skills on uh building <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, or is, did you, or uh, did they subcontract that stuff out to you? I, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I keep seeing little clips and stuff, and it's it's just it's sad. It's super sad, and it makes my stomach hurt. Like just thinking about. Right. Uh, they said it. I heard today that probably spontaneously imploded. I guess. Like, okay. Does that mean like, just like I like when you step on a can, it
0: just like. Shoop. I guess so. The pressure was too much. Yeah. And it just like pop. Yeah, that's what I heard today. So. Yeah, because I was wondering, like, what they don't have like a little like beacon or something? It's like you know a little sonar thing under there. They could just <laughs> I saw some videos. There's literally like one button in there. They
1: said it's supposed to be so easy, like like an elevator. Basically, it one button. like
0: just a giant tube. With glass at the end. Exactly. And supposedly it was like uh, controlled by a, like, looked like an Xbox controller. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. And it, apparently the controller lost connection to...
1: Oh, I didn't hear all this.
0: ...to the, whatever it's connected to. And, and somebody, somebody was joking, like, did they run out of batteries? Did they not check to see if the right. batteries... John, did you check to see if the batteries are live? in this thing? checked. God, Jesus, Bless man. It, it did get...
1: look like a tube, though. It looked like maybe some guy was out there building smoke or was like, you know what? I bet I can make a submarine. Mm. That's what it looked like. It looked like a five hundred gallon smoker.
0: Yeah, he's like Dale. Hold my beer. <laughs> Except exactly. they're like billionaires or millionaires.
1: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> hold my champagne. Oh Jesus!
0: All right, all right. Oof. Well, th- without any uh, further ado, let's go ahead and get Bad Byron himself. Let's do it. Uh,
1: all right, here he is—the man, the myth, the legend—and uh, now the barbecue hall of famer. Bad Byron, Byron Chisholm, butt rub. Let's go. How you doing, sir?
2: Everything's great, man. Glad to be here.
1: This is exciting. Uh, so the folks that uh, that don't know you, i mean, I know they know your rub because every store I go in, I see it was one of the first barbecue rubs I think I ever picked up in a store. Uh, I walked down the aisle and I think it was an H E B or a Kroger and and there i was making a butt because that's the first thing you make when you learn to barbecue right Mm -hmm. and i said oh there's a butt rub that must be it i've been buying it ever since but uh how did this how did you get into this how did this happen
2: you know it was just one of those things that along the path you you find where you're supposed to be and and i landed in the barbecue world and uh i'm really grateful man what what a beautiful you know it's so many things you know it's food it's an event it's culture it's you know, it's just, it's just a beautiful thing. So I, I was cooking for a living. I've, I've discovered that I really like cooking, and I, and I was getting out of college, and I was trying to find where I was supposed to be. And I thought I'd give cooking for a living a chance, and, and it was working out pretty good. I really liked it. I, 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 was, I was getting somewhere with it, and, and I felt like that I had a future with that. Went to culinary school, all that. Meanwhile, along the path, I had a neighbor that taught me all about barbecue. And this was at a time in the early 90s where, at least in the South, you know, there weren't commercial barbecue pits. Um, he, He taught me how to barbecue and we built a pit. He built a pit for me. And I learned how to cook on that. And I'll tell you, I fell in love with barbecue, head over heels, and I'm still in love with barbecue. And that's kind of what's directed my path um, anyway, long story short, I, I, I was, I had a lot of off season. We we have a seasonal, well, I we live in the Florida panhandle and, and it's a resort community. Mm-hmm. So back then it was really, I mean, you know, it shut down after Labor Day basically. So we had a lot of time and I spent a lot of time with that grill. And so a lot of things developed, you know, your own, just that, uh, bean sauce, the way you do things, you, you know, you have your own way. All of us do that. So for me, I was just canning and giving away as gifts. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, wow, man, I, this looks like it ought to be at a store somewhere. <laughs> and then I started looking in the stores and and what was available wasn't really impressive. So I thought there might be a, there might be a little groove here. So that's how I got started. So my first sale was 1997, May 31st, 1997. That's how I got into it. And <clears throat> So here we are, wow, this is 26 years later, and uh, it's been a
1: pretty good ride. That is amazing.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, if you think back, going back that far, did did you ever expect that this whole, I I, I always call it a sport, uh, uh, it's probably more of a culture, that this whole, this boom of barbecue that's happened over the last, like, 15 years, that has exploded all over social media, all over television, uh did you ever see that coming i mean it...
2: i watched it coming i mean because i was already i i explained this the other day uh, when i got into it it was like we were little did i know but we were it's like being on the tarmac and then you kind of start easing down and then a little faster a little faster and then you know then you're in the air yeah and right. then you then you you know then you start you know towards the sky so yeah i watched it roll and and i can't say i expected it it's just that we 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 knew some we knew about something special before mm-hmm. the masses did basically that's how i see it um and then you know with technology i know the food network when they first started doing barbecue specials their numbers just lit up mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you know the entrepreneurs out there they took notice and they started developing you know we were hit barbecue all-stars was the first thing that i remember i was a part of that and then the barbecue championship series there were a few things before pitmasters
1: did we lose you you there
0: oh there we go.
2: No. there he is yep
1: we
0: lost yep. you yeah we got some minutes. we
2: got some weather out here in uh panhandle florida oh, dang. uh but so far so good i hope
0: so, so. You, you were just talking about the 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 pitmaster series uh um yeah yeah please, please go ahead
2: well in terms of, you know, did I expect, you know, did I see it coming? I I watched it and, 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 and as it was in process and, and, and what I see was the catalyst, it all, to me, it all started with the food network because they went out organically just to some events and, um, there, whenever they had a barbecue special, their ratings were so high, Mm -hmm. they did a few more. And then, you know, it was pretty clear that people were interested in this and that's when other, uh, photo you know uh, that's when other people entrepreneurs said hey you know let's 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 do a ser- you know let's let's cover barbecue because oh, yeah. People yeah. this." yeah so the the first one the first program i remember outside of food network was uh barbecue all-stars i was in the early 2000s and that was uh produced by the same people that we wound up doing Pitmasters. that was the first series i was i was one of the all-stars actually
1: okay you know, oh, that's awesome
2: yeah it, and it was not, I don't think the viewing f- for that series was that big, but, uh, and then they did another series. I was a part of that. And, um, uh, there was a little bit of a break and then they did Pitmasters. So, uh, yeah,
0: let, let but I hit. think
2: that had a lot to do with, I mean, that had everything to do with the surge. Once people knew about it, they want to be a part of it. And you know, the industry follows for
0: sure. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I couldn't even imagine. I mean, I can, I can imagine how it is nowadays and, uh, it's probably the same as it was before, but just thrusted with all the cameras, everything in your face. <laughs> oh, man. Like, uh, especially, you know, you see some of the, the, the barbecue pit masters, the early shows or whatever, where it's just uh, they're in their, their, their trailers, they're cooking, they're prepping, they're doing whatever. You get to learn a little bit of the techniques and a little bit of the stuff that they're doing. And I think that just sparked this whole revolution of people going, okay, well, I, I didn't even know a thing. Usually, I'm just accustomed to the way my dad or my grandpa or my mom or whoever to, to this is how she cooked a brisket or this is how she did a pork butt. That's how I do it. And then once you start learning some of these other, uh, techniques and back in the day, it's like there, there wasn't really a whole lot of, um, places where you can go get that information. You can go on the, on the, on the internet, you can go on the web. There are forums out there, uh, bar, barbecue brethren and, and, and a lot of other stuff out there that you could reach out to people that are in the same boat. And that's kind of when it, I, my eyes opened up to it just a little bit. I was like, man, there's hundreds of thousands of people in this forum that's just trying to soak up barbecue knowledge on how to cook something. I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. This thing's going to blow up. And then it, it sure as shit. You see, uh, uh, just a bunch of, uh, people coming out of the woodworks as far as the, the TV shows and, and the stuff that you see on the internet, you start seeing that the rubs and, and back in the day, like you said, that there was no really, you, you had a few rubs in the stores. You had a few stuff that people are putting out. Uh, I remember when we first got into, Doing competition barbecue was probably around, I want to say it's probably around early 2000s maybe, but it, it was primarily us just getting like, oh, I'm going to get garlic powder. I'm getting some Lowry's or some Tony Sasheries and I'm getting uh, some type of brisket rub and I'm throwing it all together and this is what I'm going to use. There was no like really kind of commercial grab one rub uh throw it down on a piece of meat like it is now now it's just it's it, there's a you, everywhere you turn there is just something there
2: yeah there's a lot of options a lot of variety and uh but shoot you know it's just evolved it, it's been an interesting um deal but sometimes you you, you look at the history of barbecue it, it may it was made famous because of some basics you know your cooking technique you know low and slow i, I love a true pit where you're cooking over the fire and a control method that's some beautiful flavor with mm-hmm. fat dripping on the coals mm-hmm. and then of course the classic texas offset where you, where you get just beautiful wood flavor because you've managed to fire and so while you can get carried away with all these products including mine uh you know a lot of people have demonstrated that salt and pepper good wood a good steady fire that's what made barbecue famous. Mm-hmm. So it's important not to get lost in all these different. I know when I started, you know, I was confused. You know, do I do I inject? Do I brine? Do I yeah? Uh, right. mm-hmm. And when I finally just started paying attention to my senses and just having a manageable fire, um, I, I I I got the spirit of barbecue. And and I thought and I like to try to and that's why I love going to Texas because you you can go to some of those has been around forever and they haven't changed what they're doing yes there are trendy places where you, you can find um, they've upped the game a lot but mm-hmm. I love going to a classic place that hasn't changed in 50 years yeah mm-hmm. and they remind you of the, of the basics the classics the the simplicity of what barbecue is supposed to be because you can get carried away with like it's like um, somebody a, a pretty girl wearing too much makeup you know right. you just mm-hmm. keep it simple exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of like. Uh, uh, so when I was first uh, introduced to the uh, the the butt rub, and, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them myself right now, um, yeah, I just recently started using the butt rub. Um, I I saw it in the stores. I, I kept seeing it everywhere, but it was like it. I'm that 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 Texas, that Central Texas. That I just want the salt, pepper, a little bit of a spice, a little, bit, little extra flavors. I don't want a whole lot of sweetness in. in whether I'm cooking a butt or whether I'm, whether I'm cooking a, uh, ribs or a brisket, so I was like, I kept seeing that that uh, um, bottle everywhere, and it's it's iconic. It has that that pig and the uh, and the <laughs> yeah. little chef uh, hat and the little apron and stuff like that. And I was like, I, I just automatically thought it was just a sweet pork rub, and so I just skipped over it. I glanced over it. I was like, I I just. How, no uh-uh. not until recently i was like okay i gotta i gotta give this thing a try uh i have to say holy crap i mean it it, it is um contrary to what i thought uh it is a savory little bit of a, a salty uh spicy rub that i was not really expecting and uh me and john threw down some uh, pork tenderloins today uh, holy crap! I mean, knocked it out of the park. This stuff was delicious. Uh, Thank you,
2: man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Let, let me, yeah, ask- salt and pepper based, and it, it's, it's a true Texas rub from its origins. Because, I mean, basically, a Texas rub is salt and pepper, and then you know, you, it's got onion and garlic, a little paprika, and it's got some chipotle, so it's got a little bit of heat, uh, but no sugar. And, um, my well, I learned about rubs from a couple of old Texas cookbooks. So, I'm living in the south, it's not a part of our culture. And um, I'm, re- you know, I grew up in Texas, and I and I was always influenced by everything Texans. And and I'm looking at these, uh, reading about Texas barbecue, and I'm re- and reading about the rubs, and I'm like, it makes sense, it makes sense to season the meat, put it on the grill, and you can mop it, you can baste it, you know, you, you can have finishing sauce. That's fine. Yeah. But all these things work together, and but in the classic Southern pork barbecue cooking methods, a rub was not a part of it. That didn't exist mm. um salt yes um but the mop was the magic The mop you know and then of course finish the sauce depending on what region whatever but i really like the idea of a rub so the guy taught me how to barbecue he was an old alabama cowboy and, and he was taught he's you know several generations of barbecuers and i told him i said you know i was reading about barbecue rub in my texas cookbooks. have you ever thought about Mixing a blend of spices and seasoning the meat before you cook it. Uh, I said, uh, and he says, uh, them folks who write them books, they don't know everything. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, in other words, granddaddy didn't do it that way. My daddy didn't do it that way, and I don't do it that way. No, so it it, it just was, was, a a barbecue rub in the South was real unique. It it came out of Central Texas. I'm sure y'all know all about the history of the, meat markets and 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 the culture there and yeah. you know somewhere along the line salt and pepper went on first and uh and between that and the wood and everything you know a sauce was optional mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. In, in in your in your deepest uh roots there so
1: I'll, i'm all about it absolutely uh so you're coming clean about not having tried this before. I've been using this stuff, like I said, since... Well, basically, when I started cooking, I met James mm-hmm. probably about 10 years ago. And it was one of the first ones I saw. But I did not realize until literally mm, 30 minutes ago that you had other products. Like, I guess I just didn't see him in the store... I, you have a sauce? I didn't know you had a sauce. I went on there just a minute ago and, and placed an order to, mm. to, to try some of this stuff. But can you tell us a little bit about your sauce? Looked I saw like you had a sugar. Florida roots
0: have starting to come yeah. out. Yeah. Some
1: seafood. We, well,
2: uh, you know, for the company, we have a handful of products. Um, a lot of it is more seasonal and regional, and it's just kind of a mail-order product. It's just not really meant for, for grocery distribution. So butt rub is, that's our bread and butter. That's what we make a living off of. We have a great seafood seasoning i'm real proud of that uh, jubilee it just it shows you that you can create a great bra pro- or good product and, our, and and it can be it can look nice but it just doesn't get off the shelf so butt rub was kind of the exception it the packaging the slogan a lot of things came together that allowed that to just jump off the shelf and a lot of people uh, it became their product and we built a good some some brand loyalty there and, and, you know, built a business. So I have other products, but that don't mean they're going to succeed in the grocery. They have to perform. And so um, now we have a new sauce that came out just a few years ago. Uh, So it's getting some traction. We started out, we didn't start out, you know, guns a blazing with it because it's, it was a new relationship with a co-packer. It was a new product. So we started with the independent grocery stores and kind of built it and built it. And now this year we're in Publix and, uh, we're going to be in most of the Kroger's by the, by the end of the summer. So we're, we're, nice. we're making traction with our sauce, which it, it pairs with the, with the butt rub nicely. And so I think that's going to be uh, a good addition to what we're doing. Um, the only other rub I have is happy hollow. That was a product that was developed in Kansas city many years ago by Ed Royth. Ed Royth started, um, uh, judging program for the kcps he was one of the early pioneers in the kcps world um he's in his 90s he's alive and well today and this product he created a long time ago it was so good but he faded out into wanting to make it and i said i'll take it over so i, I have happy hollow we're, we're in some grocery stores with it and we do a lot of mail order with it but uh that's that's about it and then of course we have butt rubbing like four different containers yep. so.
1: yeah i was thinking about buying that five gallon bucket one I think you got you got a big container on there. We,
2: yeah, we'll, we'll we can get you one bigger than that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the fifty gallon drum. Th- that's when you know it's good when when it's offered in just giant like um um freaking like fifty gallon drums. You know what I mean? Like they started sure. offering like five five uh, p- pound pails. Like okay, you, you know this is good. You know everybody's using it.
2: It's been a gift. It's been you know a blessing it's a basic rub, you know, you can add to it. You, it. It's, it's a foundation rub. Um, I think what, what happened for us, the benefit was we got in early and a lot of people grabbed it and liked it and they stuck with it because it was a part of their life. You know, I've met people that are graduating college and said, every, every, all the barbecue I remember growing up had butt rub on it. Mm-hmm. So we built that Grant Brown brand loyalty. And that's been, that's why I'm, I'm in, I sell butt rub for a living. And, and that's why I always did. We just, the timing was good. There's plenty of products that are as good as butt rub. It's just that we had the name and we, and we got it out there, got the attention. People started using it. And they realized it was versatile. They could use it on just about everything. So, um, all these things I could not have forecasted, you know, I, that's why. I don't ever really uh, pat myself too too hard on the back. I'm just grateful that I had this opportunity, and that this is working out, and we're still growing 26 years later.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's, it's brand loyalty. I mean, it's I feel like it's a staple in just about everybody's kitchen at this point. Uh, you mentioned that the first one uh, sold in 1997. Where did that Where did that coincide with uh, Did the competitions come on uh, after you started making the rub, or were you already doing competition barbecue?
2: No, what what it was was I was cooking for a living and and it was seasonal so I had some downtime in the winter and that's when this the products kind of came together and that's when the idea for selling it locally here where I live in Florida that's where all that came you know it came together so I I, I, I figured out how to how to pressure cook baked beans and, and and create my own baked beans and sauce and then the rub was a lot you know that was easy I mean you just make some dry rubs in a tub and that's it yeah. So I, I was trying out, you know, I thought I'd try that out locally, see what happened. Well, everybody liked the baked beans and people liked the sauce, but it was the rub that just took off. And I think it was basically because we're in a resort community, people are visiting from all over the country, and everybody knows a neighbor or uncle or somebody that barbecues. So it's like they'd see this little pig, you know, butt rub, and you know, mm-hmm. it, it made them laugh. So it was really kind of a joke, uh, which whatever as long as you're picking it up and buying it you know uh hopefully you'll like it you know yeah so i, I was getting calls from all over the country so yeah uh well we were down there in florida and we we want to order some more of this and so I, basically butt got all the attention so i kind of dropped the beans dropped the sauce and i'm like i'm on to something with this you know i'm just it's just got a, a buzz about it so i i just focused on it and then i got it produced commercially a few months later or you know, like uh, from a co-packer. And, uh, once I did that, it, it was, I never looked back because now I've got, I've got a room full of product. I gotta move this stuff. I got a yeah. job. I mean, you know, I was like, uh what can I do today to, to get this into the stores, you know, and, and anyway, I eventually said, well, let's, let's get out and start promoting it at the barbecue competitions i had not been to any i just heard about them i knew about them you know i I was cooking in restaurants we didn't we didn't we had to work on the weekends you know i'd never been to a barbecue contest Mm -hmm. but now i'm i'm in the butt rub business so here (laughs) here i go i i I found the national barbecue news and they had all these competitions i'm like whoa it's a subculture i didn't know i'm like I, i was relieved to know that there were a lot more people as crazy about barbecue as i was so um I started going to these events, promoting butt rub, and uh, eventually I got the idea that if I was competing, it would be good credentials. And if I was winning, it would be good credentials. Right, right. And so that's how I got into competing. So I actually had the product. Then I decided I would start competing uh, because I thought if I – obviously, you know, if, if I develop this product and I'm winning competitions, it gives it credentials. And that and that's what motivated me.
1: Okay. So, so how long into that, uh, the competition, um, how, how long was it before you got hooked, before you got that first call? And you, cause that's what hooks us all, right? You get that first call and you're like, oh, I am the greatest cook alive. Yeah. Uh,
2: I had some pretty early success. I mean, I, I jumped right in there and, and, uh, was, was working hard at it. I was motivated. You know, I have a cooking background and, um, I really was driven and everything. Uh, I I really don't remember when I, you know my first year of cooking I I wound up at the American Roll Invitational. I mean I, I did win a couple of grands that year, so it took a little while, but I I found my groove. I mean I loved it, and this was an era where there wasn't any tools to teach you. You didn't have the classes. Mm-hmm. There weren't. There was no other way to learn how to be a barbecue champion other than jumping in there and practicing. And creating something, imagining something, it, it wasn't something that, like today, you, you could go to a barbecue champions class and if you did everything they said and just practice it, you, you could be competitive. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like that back then. Mm-hmm. You had to figure it out. And 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 you're talking about barbecue secrets. People, people tell you a little bit and you don't know when they're bullshitting you or not. <laughs> but you got to <laughs> figure it out, man. You just got to jump in there and do it. And uh and I love that. I I I had the the, the skill set for that. So I w- had barbecue cooking success on the circuit because of all the elements that I was uh, because it was just a good era for 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 a guy like me at that time to jump in there and do something. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I well, I can tell you right now like it uh, we have we have a few years of doing competition experience. I I never really come across the butt rub and which I think that's telling you one thing, because I think that's something that, that people were just keeping a secret. They didn't want anybody to know they're marking their bottles. They're putting in different containers. You know what I mean? Like, cause I, right. why, why sure, am I exactly. just now hearing about this? So, uh, uh, I'd be remiss if I did, if I didn't ask you for a couple of pointers on 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 you because uh, I think you just mentioned earlier uh, about your, your success with the KCBS. I think you're top 10, seven years in a row.
2: That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I had a good, I had a pretty good run in the 2000s, and and of those uh, top ten, uh, all but two were top fives. So, it I got first runner up one year, and they didn't even we didn't even know what to. The points were until the banquet. You know, I was like a few points away from winning the year. I had no idea I might have could have squeezed in another contest, but no, it, it was great, man. I enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, the open road, the traveling, the competitions, the challenge, the friends, and we all know you. Know, there's no better friends, no better people in the world than barbecues. Yeah, you know, golly friendly. We all, you know, hospitality. Uh, everybody's got personalities and. It's it's a blue jean uh, country club, and I and I absolutely Definitely. treasure the moments at uh, uh, competitions. But um, but and going back to the, I always knew though that the competition people, that was not my market. I, I was going for the general public. Yeah. I, I was there to to obtain credentials, so I'd carry over into the the neighborhood. You know, competition cooks. I'm, I was always flattered when someone used my product because uh you know that means that somebody really really good thinks it's a good product but that's a niche market you know you you got to get out there and, and 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 the and the general public and have some success at the general grocery stores so uh chips oh man i don't know i i just for me it was just like uh i always worked on my weakest category yeah it's like i i would identify which of the four i was in kcbs although i did cook uh, in texas at least once or twice a year all for many years. I was involved in competition barbecue 21 years. It was just until 2019 that I I pulled back from competing. But um, in the case of BS, you have four categories and I always identified my weakest category uh, and I honed in on it. I forgot about the rest. I had one weak category uh, and I worked on it like a mad dog until all of a sudden it's where it's not my weak category no more. Yeah. Then I then now what's my weak category? And I work on that till I as a mad dog. And I just kept doing that and every time I would elevate my weak category, the whole the whole it raised all the boats. So that's how I got competitive and consistent.
0: Well, I, I can tell you right now my weakest category is chicken. That that's been kind of our nemesis um all throughout. Brisket is always we've always done quite well doing brisket. We've always done pretty decent doing ribs but chicken was just that nemesis That 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 yeah. was the bird that like we just could not nail down uh, no matter how many how many that we tried and of course you you go judge and you taste other people and then you take a little class here or there you get some pointers how to do this and that but it still still is one that kind of like haunts us we we always make chicken that tastes great to us but you're like <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah. they don't like stupid it
1: stupid judges <laughs>
2: Yeah, I and I always thought, you know, if I'm not excited about it, how can I expect to be judges to be excited about it? And some people are like going, I don't even like this, but this is what the judges like. That's fine if that's your approach. But for me, if I'm not excited about it, I, I, we're going to do something else. Yeah. Okay? I mean, we got to find something we all agree on because I'm a judge too. I'm judge number seven. You know, I'm, my points might not, not score, but we, we all got to like this together because I ain't turning into something I don't believe in. And that was always my attitude. And uh, love that. Yeah, I kind of enjoy not competing. It was a long, long time that I did it, and uh, I never thought I'd get enough. And uh, but I got, I got to see a lot of the country, you know, Mm. and I got got to go to a lot of international events. It's been a beautiful thing. And but now it's time, you know. I'm I'm hosting international teams. Um, I'm doing some events of, of my own. I have a place in Tennessee. We call it the Butt Ranch. And we're, we're starting to do some uh, nice events for fundraisers uh, for, for charity. Uh, so it's a new era for me, but I'm really grateful for competition years. Um, the open road was such a beautiful thing. You know, seeing the country is such a great thing. And all the friends you'd make, you know, while doing that. Uh, wouldn't trade it for nothing in the world. Um, but everything... You know it, it, there comes a time where you know everything runs its course and mm-hmm. i and i and i guess that's i thought i'd been i thought i'd wrapped it up before and then when they had that first international event in uh in europe in 2012 i i was just about to say you know i've i think i've i've had my field of competition working. and then in uh, 2012 they had the first case in amsterdam i said i'm going man i gotta be there <laughs> turned out i was the only american you know they had 10 countries representing the world and yeah uh that was such a beautiful experience to be able to go to another country representing you know your country barbecue uh you know and for me my product but that was the icing on the cake didn't see it coming and i would wind up going to uh for nine years i think 31 contests i was involved with uh 19 countries uh it was it, it was a good time. I was still doing that when uh, 2019, when COVID uh, closed that down, and then I got used to not competing at all for a few years, and so here I am.
0: Yeah, we we've uh, yeah. we've we've gotten um, I, I think over the last year or so, um, we we've transitioned uh, with the, with the show and the 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 media aspect that we have now going on with grabbing the brisket we do a competition here ever ever once in a while and we're still trying to itching uh we still itch to get back out there and do it but i, I again i think i think we're also like i don't miss it i mean i miss it but i don't miss it <laughs> i don't miss just the 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 super hot like right. days and just sitting by a pit but Anxiety. you see these guys nowadays how they're operating where they have these just drum smokers that are that are computerized to where um, they don't have to do anything. You just put your meat on it, just close it down, and then uh, that's it. Uh, have you got into any of the uh, drum smoking or any of the, the, the electronic monitored smokers?
2: And I'm old school. I, I, I don't have uh, – I have very few tools like that. Um,
0: I know we love – I see I know it we up love I know it's convenient. Uh, this is more grabbing the brisket we we don't like the the electronics uh, you know
2: yeah l- i i if people you know if that's what they want to do I, that's fine i for me i just learned how to do it a different way and it feels natural to me mm-hmm. and um, you know i admire cooks that don't even use thermometers you know i mean yeah. i'm not i'm not there I, I like to know what my pits doing yeah. and right. i do use a probe i, I kind of like to i mean i can feel and all that but i i you don't want surprises when you're competing. Correct. You, you know you need to be some assurances. You definitely so, do. Uh, no, I'm I'm as minimal minimal as uh, of that as 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 there is. When we started, and not when I was competing, everybody was putting their meat on Friday night about ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. I know I was, and somebody was up all night. I mean, you had to watch that fire. You know. Yeah. Well, that's changed. I mean, yep. a lot of those drums and all of them get fired up to the daylight the next day. Oh, yeah. On, on
0: yeah, they'll so, cook, a, cook a brisket like in four hours or five hours.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I mean, evolution is you can't hold it back. I, I don't, I'm do not i not sure that's good or not. I mean, if people like what they're doing mm-hmm. and they're scoring well, then more power to them. I just, I it's just not where I came from and I'm not comfortable doing that.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, one more thing on the the, the competition, and we'll, we'll we'll put that one to bed. Um, sure. But uh, we we had we had Myron Mixon on last week, and uh, we we talked about just kind of the evolution evolution of competition barbecue. Same thing we're talking about right now It's just just the, the use of drums or the use of pellet smokers. Uh, but he he, he mentioned it, it seems like it's more just kind of a sauce competition nowadays, right? It's just that that you're losing the seasoning you're losing the actual the 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 uh, this is my words you're losing the art of barbecue you're yeah. the 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 craft of, of smoking the meat, yeah. flavor of the meat it's just how good is your sauce and there uh, there you go
2: well and the the main thing and i agree with all that i think that um you don't have original artists like you did i know when i started in other words I mean even before me, those guys made their own cookers, they made their own rubs mm-hmm. um, they created all the elements you know to their barbecue, so they were original artists. Well now there's so many good commercial products out there now you don't have to create anything you don't have to be an originator you't you, you know you can you can take a class and you can use these products that are great and and be competitive. but to me, it's like a musician that they just do cover songs. And I I kinda respect the artists that write their own music. Mm-hmm. And and so but that's just me. And I'm I'm not competing anymore anyway, so it doesn't matter what I think. Right. But I do think competition barbecue has morphed into a strange thing. It's not something you would serve family. It's not something you would serve church- j- July Fourth coming up. Mm-hmm. You're gonna do a bunch of competition barbecue for a hundred neighbors, you know. Right, right. No. I mean, you're kinda going back to the basics t- to really enjoy a plate of barbecue. uh not not just creating something that's a one bite wonder, uh, that you hope to get a trophy out of. Yeah. I know when I was getting my my when I had my run, it was a it was my approach. It was my cuisine. It was. I ain't saying I never used nobody else's sauce nobody else's. I basically didn't use too many people's anything. I, but I I was I was proud that I create this is my creation. This is this is my my thing. You know. And I had to figure out how to do it because uh, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> <Where was they? laughs> that's so true. no, it is what it is, and yeah. if I, I, it's not my world really anymore. But if people are enjoying what they're doing, that's all that matters because that's what I was doing when I was doing it.
0: Definitely, yeah. With your culinary background and in your expertise, let, let, let me ask you this: I, I see, I see a lot of trends. I see a lot of fads that go on social media and. It, and I think it's a big problem with nowadays is that it's just you have so much information at your fingertips at every second of the day that you can't tell what is good and what is not good. If you have the right person, a right influencer that tells you do this and you have a million people that are going to do something. And one thing that, that, that we've seen over the last like really six months, a year, it's been happening for a while, but the, the, the use of using beef tallow. It, it just using it on everything. Like they're, they're just, they're rubbing their cooked briskets down with beef tallow. They're they're I mean, they're injecting their briskets with beef tallow. Uh, th- How that's do you just, feel about it, James? that's just one of the trends that I've seen, but I'm like, Oh, I don't like it. I, I think it's just, I think it's dumb. I think you're just injecting oil in your, uh, your, 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 your protein, your meat. But, uh, uh what do you think, Byron?
2: Uh, well, um, uh, I do have a culinary background. I haven't cooked in a restaurant since 1997. But, uh, you know, the culinary school I went to, and, of course, the years I cooked in restaurants, some of those things are instilled in you. And and a lot of the things that are instilled in me, I had uh, the fortune to work with a chef called Larry, Chef Larry Fort John. He's known as the godfather of American cuisine. And uh, I'll never forget how he stressed to us, your best tools... your senses what do you see what do you feel what do you taste you know it's like pay attention let your senses dictate Mm -hmm. what you do next and and my senses wouldn't tell me to do a bunch of crazy stuff i think i think cooking is is a basic thing and you you just don't want to muck it up you know um i say keep it simple pay attention use your senses and and get away from your notes and, and, and every, all your advisors, if just pay attention to it, look at it, feel it, you know, you, you'll have your own idea about what you should do. Yeah. And, and when you, when you quit taking everybody else's advice, you become your own cook and it's more rewarding, more satisfying. So I'd say, uh, when you, when you cook, just pay attention to what you're doing, use your imagination, use your senses, your smell, your touch, your taste, and you you will find your own path that will be different than anyone else's, and you will be more satisfied with what you're doing because it's yours. Mm-hmm.
1: I love that, and honestly, I feel like if more people did that, when you were judging these barbecue competitions, everybody's stuff wouldn't taste the same. You know what I mean? Like if everybody just like like you said, like get to their roots and like actually like taste your food, like experience your food, and you know if it's good or not. You don't need somebody else to tell you. Uh, this is what you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. do what works i love that
2: it has gotten uh homogenous and it wasn't like that and i and i judged enough in the early days i I judged from time to time it was it was a big variety of things and then you know some of the later years i judged it's like uh man you know everything was really similar and uh of course i love the story behind uh how everybody got cooking on thighs i don't know if y'all know the story but it was i watched it happen it's like uh you used to in kcbs you know you turn in somebody turn in breast someone turn in you know variety a little bit of this a little bit of that uh, you got all kinds of stuff for chicken but then uh, i don't know what year it was about 2002 or three or something this guy named jumping jim he uh he went and won the chicken in american royal invitational the next day he won the open and mm. chicken in chicken he won chicken in the invitational and won chicken in the open at two of the biggest contests and there is and then like the next week he published on the barbecue forum exactly how he did it and it changed chicken forever he was cooking thighs <laughs> he was cooking thighs and all of a sudden you never saw nothing but thighs just on a dime everybody's like "Ooh, i'm cooking that and, and they were all doing versions of his recipe uh and so now you went from all this variety to like there's jumping Jim, one two three four six boxes of jumping jim's chicken yeah so, uh, <laughs> that's kind of nuts but uh anyway
1: oh uh, yeah that's that's the internet right like that's that's how everything starts Starts being the same, right? So like, I learned they it. They see one yeah. person doing it like, I'm gonna do it like that too. He did it good, I'm gonna do it like that. Well, that it, was the
2: early wave of what was to come, I suppose. Yeah,
0: it well it's just like whether you saw um what it was um you saw Myron Mixon doing the cupcake chicken. Or you you saw um uh I I'm, uh Johnny Trigg Johnny Trigg using the uh the, the parquet butter and the uh the tiger sauce and a rib wrap. So here everybody's just using it's flying off the shelves you can't even find it every time there's a competition in this area the blue (laughs) bottle of parquet is just gone
2: nobody's got got original idea anymore that's
0: true uh -uh. that's true yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) don't get me wrong i love pepper jelly as much as the next guy but every rib and every chicken you taste got some pepper jelly on it some kind of pepper jelly i love it (laughs) Mm -hmm. you're talking
2: about Johnny Trigg. Uh, we're back in my heyday that was his heyday uh I got to know Johnny real well. We we were in a lot of contests together and uh one year we had uh seven between seven events, he was grand and I was reserve. I think he was granted five and I was reserved at two and I was re- granted two and he was reserve at five. He was tough. He was tough to beat. God, that guy's a competitor. He was a lot of fun though. I really like him and I gotta tell you a quick story. Yeah. So I was really Johnson and brisket back then. I was real strong and everything else, and I and I couldn't. The harder I worked at brisket, the worse it got. That it seems like, and uh, I remember uh, Johnny's wife, Trish. She's like, I know Johnny he was talking about helping you out with your brisket. So, uh, so I was like, I can't wait for Johnny to come over here yeah. some pointers and, and uh, he sat down the next to one day and he was gonna tell me, I, he was about to open up. I could feel it, and uh, he got to the point where he says, Well, tell him. First of all, he ain't cooking no good brisket on them thin wall cookers. Because I had I had some Cajun grills I cooked on, and they were thin wall. And that's all he said. He never got any anywhere. <laughs> out. And, uh, I don't know if he was going to tell me more than originally, but he bailed out. He got he got uh, so uh, so all I, so all I got was I can't do it. And now I look back, I'm like, he, he, he did the best thing he could to help me because you tell somebody they can't do something, that's gonna that's gonna drive them nuts mm-hmm. until they can do it. Yeah. So uh as it turned out, I don't know, year later I wind up team of the year in brisket on a thin wall cooker. <laughs> so uh yeah, and, and, and then and he'll tell you, he says, shows you what I know. <laughs> I love yeah, that awesome. guy. He's I really a do. We Great memories from that John the Johnny Trey, goddamn, you and know? I uh, love that guy.
1: Yeah, we gotta we gotta get him on somehow too. Uh so I we just saw recently we, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago that you were uh, gonna be inducted into the barbecue hall of fame. How mm-hmm. how does that make you feel?
2: Well, that's a buzz. That's a buzz right there. Uh yeah, it really uh I mean it's an honor, you know. Uh I I don't know, man. I I'm just a little dizzy still about it because i've i've been able to make a living in this world of barbecue and uh and enjoy my life cooking and traveling and being a part of the barbecue community and growing the business and all these beautiful things and then somehow or another uh you know my peers say hey, well you belong in this group and i'm like it, it's just it's just really real it means the world i mean it's flattering to pieces I tried not to think about it when I was a finalist because, you know, only four of the ten is going to get selected. So I didn't want to be too disappointed. So I tried not to, not to think about it. But then when I found out that I was one of the four, uh, it was one of the best days of my life.
0: Man. I
1: love that. That's, that's huge, right? Yes. <sighs> so big. So are you going to be out there at the uh, the Royale? Uh, Ro- absolutely. Royal? Yeah, absolutely. All right. We'll be yeah. out there, too. We're going to be looking for you. Yeah, Excellent. Yep.
2: Yeah, I when I was um, competing a lot, I, I I wound up I looked at my record. I I wound up going to the Royal seven years, but I have not been in a long time, so it's going to be a, a little bit of a homecoming because I made a lot of good friends out there over the years. You know, the Kansas City connections, and uh, I look forward to going back. and And I'm not competing, so I I'm just going to enjoy. I'm not going to worry about the fire or prepping this or doing that or whatever. I mean, I just got there and just have a big time in fact i want to i'm planning on bringing my cooking rig and uh i want to stay on campus i don't want a no hotel in town hell no i there want to be go. out to so i'm working on uh it looks like i'll be able to stay out there at the speedway somewhere and uh and just kick back and, and cook a lot of food and, and just see some old friends make some new ones that just being part of the environment of that
1: yeah, it's a blast. Last year was our first year out there. We were set up out there in uh, in Pit Row with Barbecue News Magazine. They let us uh, set up and do our podcast out there. So uh, we're going to come looking for you, but if, if we don't find you, come looking for us because we want to we get you on in person, shake mm-hmm. your hand, and uh, congratulate you for sure. Oh, absolutely.
2: Definitely. I look forward to meeting you all, for yep. sure.
0: So are, are there any new developments or new future plans for the, uh, the I guess, the Bad Byron Butt Rub br- uh, brand or any other... Uh, I know we talked about a little bit of the, uh, the seasonings, the other, other sauces and stuff that you have any future plans or any, anything coming up, uh, that you want to talk about.
2: The main thing about, uh, our, our business goal is just to continue finding new stores. Um, uh, we're still growing after all this time and, and our biggest competitors are in a much higher store count than we are. Uh, but, but they're a billion dollar company. So mm-hmm. we're getting there, we're getting there, we're growing every year. I've got good people, uh, we work with that are out there and they're, they're, they're still treading a lot of progress. So we're just kind of rolling out what's working. Uh, don't really feel like, I don't think reinventing the wheel is, is my niche as much as this rolling out what we know that works well, uh, once we get in the stores, yep. that's the biggest thing. The most exciting thing that's happened in the business is our new documentary it just came out about a month ago and it and it talks about the uh 25 year history about how this started out with just a passion for barbecue and a dream and and how as of the time of the the filming we were number one grocery store barbecue seasoning in the country so it it it, it without any investment group or or you know no partners just you know, a guy with a dream and a passion for barbecue, and that's what the documentary is about. So it's called Barbecue Dreams, The Butt Rub Story, and it's on YouTube. Uh, BBQ Dreams. And, of course, you can click to it from our homepage at buttrub.com.
1: Okay, that's awesome. We'll put a link to that uh, in the description of this episode. So, listeners, if you want to check that out,
0: uh, do it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. I also, I'm going to my local HEB uh, tomorrow, and I'm going to request the butt rub. And, and the sauce. I want the sauce. And the sauce. So good. They're, they're good. We're not
2: in HB yet. they they Um, it's been a difficult chain to to get into, but we we are in a lot of places in Texas. Um, by the end of, by the end of July, we'll be in, in the Kroger's. I know in a lot of the WalMarts, Sam's, and Crossco. Um, but I love Texas, my home state, and mm-hmm. uh, my products are all made in Texas. Um, this, the, the the rub and the sauce are made in Central Texas.
1: Love that. Mm. That's awesome. Well, uh, Byron. So if, if uh, we're getting close to end here, but if anybody wants to uh, to, to get a hold of your products or any of your social medias or whatnot, where can they find you? ButtRub.com.
2: That's our website. Um, on Facebook, uh, the ButtRub Club is the the we, we we do a lot of interactions on ButtRub Club and uh, and then ButtRub.com they tell me we're on instagram and stuff i'm not really here <laughs> but it. uh i did go to the butt club a lot and then uh on buttrub.com it's got all our stores our history our you know recipes our product line we've got some pretty unique products that are basically mail order products that we're real proud of so uh yeah i would love to uh have y'all you know uh the folks out there that that want to uh, check us out would be we' be happy to uh we always send out a bunch of goodies whenever someone orders we, in fact every order it says that every order over twenty dollars to be honest with you every order gets a free t shirt
1: that's awesome that is awesome
0: yeah so uh, everybody out there go check out. Uh, uh bad byron's butt rub uh i love the uh what would you call the uh I, I love the the message that you have on the bottle where it's like a little butt rub makes everything better <laughs> uh, uh everybody go go check out the rub and, and i promise anybody that tries it out there like you will not be disappointed because it, it is a rub that it that i kind of equate to being a, a just a nice all purpose just a good rub super versatile super versatile that you can just sprinkle on like earlier i just sprinkled on my french fries i was like i let me just go ahead and get a little bit of this on there uh super delicious and of course we had the the pork tenderloin that we threw down but uh uh byron it, it, it it's been a pleasure having you on the show you obviously have an open invite anytime you want to jump back on and just talk a little uh, barbecue or just shoot a little shit. Hey, it, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Yeah, yeah my
2: it. pleasure too. I Thank you for having me. It's been, it's been great. So I look forward to seeing you again, and I, and I definitely want to see you at the Royal.
1: Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. We'll be looking for you. We'll see you.
2: Okay,
0: absolutely. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. Care,
1: bud. <sighs> that was great. Another uh, Barbecue Hall of Famer in great. the books.
0: It's such a cool dude. Yes, yes, I mean, obviously he he he's he's been in the game for um a uh, a little bit. Uh, when I say he's been, in the, we we've been in the game for a little bit, but he's been in the more of the no. right? Of right, right, right. All these like, I mean, just name dropping the Johnny right, right. Triggs and the, uh, the 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 people. I was like, I mean, it's it's just <laughs> awesome talking <laughs> to the guys Can like this. Can you
1: text me Johnny's number? Cause I'm trying to get a hold of that Man, guy. We're trying to get a hold of. He doesn't triggers. use social media,
0: like. <laughs> It's like Johnny Trigg at like uh, Tiger Sauce slash parquetbutter.com. <laughs> <laughs> I mean shit, yeah, but super awesome, awesome. having Byron on, uh, it, guys. Honestly, I was saying earlier if you haven't tried it, I, I I'm I was a newbie. I mean until just like this week, I've never tried that rub. I always saw it out there. I you should
1: have asked me. I'd have told you it wasn't a sweet rub. Yeah, I saw the giant like pink pig with the little you chef assume, apron right? on it. I was
0: like, yeah, it's a sweet rub. I don't want a sweet rub. I get a lot of sweet rubs, and I'm like, it tastes good in your hand. Just like, right. oh, okay, I mean, I can make cookies out of that or something like that. You <laughs> know what I mean? I'm just, I'm being facetious. I'm You're joking. giving me ideas over here. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, hey, we're not done with this episode, but we are gonna pay a couple bills, and uh, we'll be right back. We got some, uh, we got some mail, and we got uh, a beer review, and I think Big Al just walked in, so we'll be right back. Hey, I'm Hansel Zaren from the BFYTW podcast, here with my buddy Stevie. Hey, what's up? And Augie. Hey. And we're here to, first of all, uh, categorically deny the rumors going around that all we've been doing lately is copying other podcasts. Uh, this is categorically untrue, and we deny it completely. Having said that, please enjoy the rest of the Grab 'em in the Brisket podcast. Uh, and when you're done, feel free to check out our new project, Pull 'em in the Pork Chop, a barbecue podcast. With beer reviews, uh, barbecue recipes, swag, and so much more. Pretty sure it's never been done before. Hey, you there. We've got a question for you. Are you tired of clickbait stories and the loudest voices driving discussions and culture and entertainment?
0: If so, I'm Dylan. I'm Kendall. And I'm Corey. And we host the podcast From the Middle. We're middle class guys living in the middle of America in the middle chapters of our lives with points of view somewhere in the middle. We take a more reasonable and centrist approach in our discussions covering genres like comedy, culture, entertainment, and interviews with really interesting folks like business owners, comic
1: creators, doctors, news anchors, New York Times best-selling illustrators, professional
0: stand-up comics, and more. We really value a relaxed and conversational podcast One that we hope is so fun and laid back, you'll forget you're not actually hanging out with us. So search at From The Mid Pod, just like it
1: sounds. Or check us out everywhere you can find podcasts. All right, folks, absolutely go check out those podcasts, BFYTW and From The Middle. Uh, I've listened to both, and I'll be honest, they're kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum. But uh, they're both fantastic, they're both fun, so check them out. Uh, but without further ado, I think we got something. You got mail, motherfuckers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it just doesn't get old. Can we
1: just... I'm going to make that a sound bit. I love that. Uh, uh, and we got this first one. is from uh, Amanda Beth. And I do not remember where Where we got If this was Instagram or Facebook or something. I don't know. But if I can find a link, I will post it below. Uh, I'm not sure if there is one or not. But this is... Uh, Texas Rodeo Mud Bugs is what it says on the mm-hmm. sticker. And there's three different rubs here. Uh, the one I got says Voodoo. You
0: got Western Wishes.
1: <clears throat> Other side, buddy. Yeah. Voodoo Child. Voodoo Child. Voodoo Child. child. So that's for children, right? Yeah, that, you got the not spicy version, I think, yeah. of mine. Yeah. Oh, Big that's Al like the, is uh, here. Welcome, that, Big Al.
0: That's like the fun dip version where the kids just stick their <laughs> fingers in there and just like... <laughs> that's good. We've already we've already tried a little bit. We have not put it on any meat or any. Um, we need to. I I I don't even know if this is a meat seasoning. If it's just more just kind of a like crawfish seasoning.
1: Okay, so I did I, I saw a little message. Uh, it said try it on seafood. Okay. It said or you can you can put it on chicken if you want to, but really it sounds like it's really good on seafood. So we're gonna have to make I don't know some shrimp or some some shrimp on the Bobby a seafood dish. That's how you say shrimp on the on the Barbie He's on the Bobby.
0: Is that Australian for yeah. crawfish?
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> I think it just means shrimp.
1: <laughs> that's good. That one has got a little kick. I was going to say if, if this is the child one, it's got a little kick to it. I don't only imagine yours probably has. <laughs> <clears throat> the flavor is fantastic. Honestly, oh, yeah, this sure. is good. Like I, I'm, I'm already thinking like. Some shrimp tacos with a little uh, slaw. Nice. Uh, this sounds fantastic. This is going to be good. It this also is...
0: like doubles down as a like self-defense like um, <laughs> yes. tool, just yes. like
1: in your eyes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't know. Okay. Uh, but hey, uh, Amanda, was it Amanda? Thank you for sending that in. I uh, can't wait to use it. And when we do, y'all will see it uh, if you're following us. If you're not following us, you should be grabthebrisket.com dot com, or all of our social medias. Most of them are at Grabbing the Brisket, except for Twitter, which is at Grab the Brisket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you can't find it, just just go to our website. There's probably a link somewhere.
0: Yeah. And honestly, contrary to what people believe, <laughs> grab the brisket, grab them in the brisket. That's not a derogatory term. Like right. It's we're not just, political. We're just grabbing briskets. Like in a, th- th- I might have set a like a. World record of saying contrary in this episode, but I think I've said it like three or four times. But I'm just emphasizing that yeah. uh, every
1: time he says it, take a drink, right?
0: Oh, every time he says it, uh, it. Uh, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> Let's go. Uh,
1: that's not all the male mother effort that we got. We mm-hmm. also got something from our boy, That Dude Barbecue. Uh, I think he's on all the social medias, but we mostly chat with him on Twitter. Uh, and he sent us, I, I could have sworn there was three rubs. Some, one of them must have walked away because I only see them. Yeah. two here.
0: There's a sweet one somewhere. There's a
1: sweet one. Okay. Well, here we have the brisket bomb and Mike's secret stuff. Uh, I haven't got to try either one. I tried them out of the bottle and
0: they're, they're good. But you said you got to try one on some. Uh yeah, this past weekend we uh, threw down a tri-tip. Uh, Alex had a pool day, so we uh, threw down a tri-tip. Very good. Very tasty. It's very peppery. And it does say brisket, so it probably does maybe do a little bit better on brisket per se. Okay. Uh, so we just did a tri-tip. We uh, smoked it indirectly, uh, and then we finished it off, like seared it off really good. Um, and by we, he means
1: him. Right. Yeah. We. This looks. Uh, this yeah. looks coarse. This looks like some coarse, coarse rub. It's very coarse. Yeah. No one else got out of the pool to help at all. No. Nothing. No. Well, by the time I showed up, he was literally walking out the door, yeah. and y'all were schnockered. I'm like, I'm done with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> and he literally rolled out with his cooler. I was like, Well, there goes the beer. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah.
1: Gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we haven't tried Mike's secret stuff yet, but we will. Not yet. And when we do, you'll see it. Did you get any kind of content of this try tip, or is this just? I did. I got a couple about? of couple of videos. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. uh uh, we already mentioned it, but our social media is out there. Check it out. And um, that's the mail.
0: That's the mail, motherfuckers. <laughs> and that leads us into the Grab of the Brisket Beer, beer Review. Review. Yeah. Today we got a beer from Parish Brewery. So th- this brewery is out of, I believe they're Louisiana based. I but would guess Louisiana. I could not tell you which parish they're out of or where they're from. Uh, so we have the extra sauce, the lemonade shanty, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's an imperial. It's imperial. I, I mean, I see imperial like labeled like a bunch of times on different. Beers. I hear like, that.
1: I just think strong.
0: Yeah, I think that's what it means. <laughs> just imperial means strong. We should
1: ask that this weekend. What does imperial mean?
0: Right. Exactly.
1: We will be in Martin House this week. In Martin, we'll be in Dallas with Martin House this weekend. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and you mentioned you're not sure where in Louisiana. I'm pretty sure this is uh, from Broussard, Louisiana.
0: Okay. It's on the can?
1: It is on the can, yeah. Nice. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, you should because it's fun. But you'll see that I'm reading the can, as yeah. we speak. 7% alcohol by volume. I was going to say, I can't even see it. I'm sweating so bad. You get talking to Mike. Um, <laughs> All right. My bad.
0: Yeah. Oh, I can hear it. Alex is here.
1: <laughs> Fuck you guys. You're right.
0: Okay, so we, we, we have the beer, the the shanty, the lemonade shanty, which is, I think it's like a Pilsner. Let me just go ahead and read what they have on their website. Would you do that? Let me just put it out there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an amped up take on a classic beer lemonade cocktail mixture. Extra sauce combines a refreshing yet sturdy Pilsner base and the zest, and it zests it up with a sunbeam fresh Meyer lemon puree style imperial shanty flavor bright fruity lemony john already said seven percent abv and this is seasonal so if you're trying to get this in the winter time go fuck yourself <laughs>
1: <laughs> jesus wow uh, <clears throat> if you guys can't see i'll try to post a picture of this somewhere remind me to take a picture of this it, it looks like the um Raising canes raisin canes it's and it actually the- says on there somewhere trademark raising cane blah 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 but it looks just like it, and it it has the little stacked up sauces, the right. so, yeah. caniac it, sauce, wherever you. Call if you're not it, going sauce.
0: to, if you're not going to Canes and you're not asking for extra sauce, like I don't, I don't really know what you're doing because the, the seasoning, the the chicken's really good, the seasoning is very bland on the chicken. Yeah, you gotta have the sauce.
1: You gotta have the sauce. the sauce. Yeah, and they cook the chicken well. But have you ever had Canes and not felt like shit afterwards? I feel mm. like it's the greasiest shit ever. I love Canes. I go there not all the time, but frequently enough, and every time mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, why did I do that? I feel like shit. Really? That's way yeah. after
0: Taco Bell. Do you get like, you watch your how mom. many <laughs> you get like the six tendies? Or? I get the
1: I get the Caniac combo, you're which has like 84. Yeah.
0: You're, you're eating like two two chicken breasts. Yeah, like that's,
1: like <laughs> that's probably what it is. And then I'm washing it down with one of their big ass lemonades. I'm like, right. oh, why do I feel weird? Yeah,
0: <laughs> I need to take a nap.
1: <laughs> your heart's slowing down. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he's trying to pump cane sauce through my veins (laughs) yeah this is uh i'll let somebody else go first on this one i think
0: i'm saying you know the first initial sip of this i was like ooh, that lemon very tart very just you don't really get a beer flavor you get maybe maybe just a not stale beer but you get kind of like a a non-carbonated Beer, but cool. this, this always, this almost reminds me, I guess, of what, what it kind of uh, boils down to. We, we used to have a lot of get togethers uh, uh, w- with uh, Dusty and Janae. They'd lived across the street and and then we still have get togethers <laughs> with them every once in a while, but she always made this beer lemonade um, punch. I was deal.
1: literally going to say it tastes like a light beer that they put some lemonade in.
0: Essentially, that's what it is. I was like, is that what a shanty is? I mean, I, I don't even know. I mean, are, these words are new to me as far as I just thought it was like just a beer and and lemonade or whatever. But I'll tell you right now, before we get into what our scores were, we used to make this Texas lemonade back in college, uh, Tarleton State University, Lambda Chi Alpha.
1: Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. Is that like what how we're, we're doing? Shot out there. We're, right.
0: we're doing that. Shout out. Uh, we used to make this. Uh, it was basically just a giant cooler. We'd empty and open up like a case of beer, and we'd buy like really shitty beer, like the cheapest beer. I say shitty, the cheapest that we can get. And then we would dump like a, a pretty much like a a fifth or whatever a vodka in that, and then we would follow it up with like a pretty much a pound of sugar. And a bottle of Country Time Lemonade.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And just mix that all up in the cooler. We're doing the yellow or the pink lemonade? Uh, I think we're doing pink lemonade.
1: Uh, You got to. Yeah. You got to.
0: And they were like girls are just showing up to the party, like just scoop full, like boom. Yes. Here you go, lemonade. That swing back by later. (laughs) Trashed. Trashed. Texas... Trash lemonade is what they should have called it. Sounds
1: like we need to make a video on how to make it this. Sounds like we need to make that
0: for the river. <laughs> yes. mm. we will. We will fall out. A- anyways, yeah. Well, let's get back into the uh, getting sauced. No, extra sauce. Extra sauce. So it is a seven point. TV. Oh. ABV. Hmm. So that what do you call that? A double entendre? I don't, it's like it has a double meaning, like getting extra sauced.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah. versus getting
0: extra cane sauce. I, maybe
1: it is a double. I don't know what the hell that means, but yeah, I just made it up. It makes sense.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll I'll jump right in there. It, it's a tasty beer. Um, I don't think I'll ever buy it again. <laughs> Not really a Shanty <laughs> fan. I'll be honest. It reminds me of the uh, like the last Shanty I had was like like the Lenin Kugels or the Lining Kugels. That's where I was gonna go. Yeah. Until so you have a score,
1: you want us to swing back by. <laughs> we can come around the block if you want. Yeah. I was just wondering. It's very they, refreshing. Stay tuned for
0: next episode? or yeah.
1: when James gives his score. <laughs> right. Uh, 6.0. <clears throat> All right. I was a little nervous when I saw the can being cane sauce over it. I was like, did they make beer with cane sauce? Like, I mean, I feel like that would be better than this. Yeah. It's, it's not horrible. It's not horrible. That's right. <clears throat> it tastes a lot like the summer shandy by Line & Google, which I think it's better than this one. But I'm gonna go six two, six two, six two. Okay. So you're saying this is a good beer? I, I can <clears throat> drink it. Okay. I'm gonna finish it. Well, I'm gonna finish mine too because it's that's got what two dogs do, on the cans. So I did, I that's, did that's notice that, and yeah. they're yeah, yeah, in like two too. different like. Cartoon styles. So I don't know what that means. One, one, of one of them has a bow tie, and he does. Isn't it? Isn't that a bow no, tie? No, that's a cane's. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, bib. Oh. Yeah. One um, of them. Is,
0: one of them says "One Love" like Bob Marley, and the other one, one is love, "One Beer." Like, looks like Marley. It looks like. Rolled that beautiful bean footage. Wasn't there were like a TV show <laughs> what? when it was like Bush baked beans? You got the dog in the
1: commercial. Oh, okay. What was
0: the TV show? Not TV show. <laughs> what was the movie about? Marley, Marley and me. Marley and me. Yeah. Where the Owen dog Wilson like died. Yeah. Ugh.
1: Why they got to do movies like that? Right. It's just hateful. Nobody wants we to, see to see shit.
0: that shit. Just we need dumb. robot dogs. That came out right after Live we forever. lost one of our dogs.
1: Yeah, this oh. is like, why? Why Why do that? There's Old Yeller. If somebody wants to see a movie about a dog dying, go watch Old <sighs> Yeller. We'll make more. We re- need to
0: relive those, like, no, those past traumatic like uh, uh, injuries that we've had over our last, like watching Old Yeller. Like, just, then you watch that one. Mark, hey, let's watch that one. I'm like, I don't think I want to watch that. And you watch it. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure I didn't want to watch that. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure was, I was 100% was correct on not watching that. But if you don't cry during that movie, you don't have a soul. Right.
1: I honestly don't remember much about it other than it was Owen Wilson and the dog day. So. Uh, this beer is man. I, I don't think I like summer shandies. I don't think I like lemonade in my beer. Yeah, uh, The Leinenkugel one is the same for me. They're all just kind of like, I don't know, like pick something. Like It, it just tastes like lemonade and beer. At least when you get those super hoppy IPAs that have like, Grapefruit and shit in it. it. It has something else going on. This just tastes like lemonade that they put some beer in. Mm-hmm. To me, aren't you a huge fan of pickle beer though? That's not the same. <clears throat> it's not the same at all. We'll pick one: pickles or beer. That's not the same. Pickle is not a drink. This is a flavor. All right, mm. if you say so. <laughs> we'll agree to disagree on that bullshit. That's that's okay. Anyways, <laughs> this is a. Uh, having said that, this is fine. I'm gonna drink it. I'm gonna go like a. 4.7. Ooh, It's fine. It's You didn't like it at all. It's, well, no, that's not what that means. Uh, 5 is average. It's, I'd say this is slightly below average. It's it's okay. It's whatever. It's okay. 4 means okay. That's what it is. It's okay. Uh, it's not okay beer. In your score, I don't, I don't go by your rules. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I don't like it more. I was actually very excited when I saw this beer because I like the weird freaking beers that they mm-hmm. collab with other things. Like I love the freaking chili beer. I thought no. it was great. 100%. If we Hormel. stack
0: this up against the Hormel chili beer, this is a 10 and the Hormel is a one.
1: That's incorrect. Anyways, uh, I guess that's what we got for the grabbing a brisket. Beer Be Review. You. You. Mm. 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 Well, uh, last week we had Myron. This week we had uh, Bad Byron. Byron. Next Myron. week
0: uh, we're going to have Thyron. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, I just <laughs> talked to Thyron, the winner of the uh, the recent... Uh, the, the
0: barbecue showdown or the uh, the bra. Oh,
1: have you not watched it? yet? I have two episodes oh, left. Shit. Oh, come on, man, you shithead. You <laughs> had two weeks, three weeks. Uh, Spoiler alert! Uh, I watched two episodes last night. I was going to finish it tonight. We'll finish it. Well, I wish you would. You should because he's going to be on and uh, and uh, but it won't be next week. However, this weekend we are heading out to Herdado Barbecue up there in what is it, Arlington? somewhere
0: correct they have two locations one in arlington one in fort worth yes i, th- uh,
1: I believe we're going to be in arlington speaking with one of their pit masters uh eating some barbecue because mm-hmm. when i i put it out there like hey where where should we go everybody a large percentage of the folks said uh heard barbecue is the place to go up there so that's where we're going and then after that we're going to head on over to martin house brewing which we haven't seen those guys in a little over a year at this point uh, and we had a freaking blast last time it was pretty fun. Yeah. Wish everybody could have been there.
0: Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't there. But. So, James will be there this year. But I hear uh, they have special it? plans. They yes. have special beers They've for been us. they
1: setting aside some beers, including their Ice Mare, which I don't know if you guys follow them on social media. Uh, this I is do. their 25% alcohol by volume. What? Yes. Uh, I don't know if it's mint, spearmint, what the hell it is. I saw some reviews online. Some were like, wow. And some mm. were like,
0: wow. He's drinking Rupple Mint. Like, yes,
1: it was like it tastes like Listerine that you can drink. As uh, long as it's not
0: the one they want a shotgun.
1: I, I'm assuming they don't have a bunch of cans of this. Uh, I'm assuming they probably have like maybe one or two that we're going to split. Because it is like drinking.
0: This is the one you got to sign a waiver to drink. Like, <laughs> probably we're not putting out this out to the public.
1: Yeah, yeah, probably. It or probably they, is they one of those.
0: serve it at the uh, tavern. You only get like a shot of it. Like they like we can't liability. <laughs> Uh, we cannot serve you anymore. It was
1: that. a special thing, and I don't know if they put it out in the store. I don't think they did. I think it was a, a tap room only type deal. But uh, they, he he's been telling me we got some set aside, so we're going to try that. Hopefully, we do a couple other beer reviews. Hopefully, by the end of the night, we don't know what the hell happened, and we're um, back to the hotel again. If you're right. not following us online or on social medias, we'll probably you know, get shitty drunk and go live. So somebody's definitely
0: going to go Frank <clears> the Tank. <throat> yeah. Alex is probably not going to have a shirt on. So. That's a good yes. possibility. We're going
1: to try to get some good content for y'all. Uh, because it's going to be super fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Honestly, guys, it's been great talking barbecue with you.
1: Peace. Thanks, everybody. We've been great.
0: Smoke on. Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. We'd like to give a special thanks to Suckle Buster's Barbecue Rubs and Sauces, Bonner's Fiesta Spices, Cooley Nation Custom Koozies, Camro Manufacturing, Yeti coolers, the Smoke Sheet barbecue newsletter and Dall-Strong knives. We definitely appreciate your support.